0: Locked all right, radio.
1: and welcome to Jay Naughty Live. Today is August 1st, and today we have both Finn coming back, uh, Finn's going to come on now, and then Dan Greenberg, they're from Barstool Sports, both coming on now. Uh, and, all right, you guys both there? I'm here. Yep, yep.
0: how's it going?
1: All uh, right. Hey, sorry about that. It was like, basically, I'm doing it on a laptop, and I'm not used to usually doing it on a Mac, and I, like, pressed the wrong button, so it got set up to go for 15 minutes, and I realized it right when we started. So, now we can actually start and do this correctly. All right, that works for me. (laughs) All right, so... um, and we're going to jump right into first question. So, obviously, you write Celtics for Barstool. So, how did you end up at Barstool? Was it you know someone? Did you just send them an email or?
0: Yeah. So, my story and what's kind of cool about Barstool is everybody sort of has their own unique path on, on how they ended up getting on the site. And my story is no different. So, I was in between real life nine to five jobs and – You know, as someone who read the site every day, I had noticed that, you know, the Celtics were making this crazy playoff push. They had just traded for Isaiah Thomas, and there really wasn't any consistent Celtics coverage on the site. You know, I was thinking of how I should kill time in between looking for jobs and, you know, how to just spend my day, and I ended up just making my own website and posted that, you know, maybe three to four times a day of all different kinds of posts, not thinking, Anybody was going to read it. I didn't do it with the intentions of submitting it to Barstool. I just did it to kill the time. And one day I was watching the Celts game and and, uh, and Prez tweeted something out uh, about Isaiah Thomas. I replied to that tweet with a link to something that I had wrote that was almost exactly what he was talking about. He followed me for like five seconds to DM me to tell me that he liked it and to send him some more stuff. Uh, Then he (laughs) unfollowed me. So I sent him a couple of different other um, blogs that I had written. He emailed me back and was like, you know, if you're down, we can give this a shot and we'll create you a login. And here we are two and a half, three years later, and no one's kind of told me to stop yet. So it was a complete <laughs> prayer that he even saw the tweet that I wrote him. Um, I, don't, You know, it was just something that I never envisioned would happen. But, you know, I think that's the best approach is when you do something just because you like it, good things tend to turn out. So. Yeah.
1: So, you, uh, did you play basketball
0: when you were growing up, or just like a? Yeah, and, so I've uh, been playing my uh, whole life. I mean, obviously, you know, the basketball is probably my number one sport. Once I got into, uh, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade, I started playing lacrosse in the spring. But basketball for me has always been my number one. Pretty much played it all year round growing up. And um, when I went to Arizona State, my dad joked that I should try to walk on, but I thought that was a little ridiculous. So. Mostly just played, you know, in the rec center and things like that and now in adult leagues and, you know, nothing too serious but still active.
1: Are basketball, like, leagues, they kind of like hockey men's leagues where there are, like, four kegs on the sidelines and then all people do is get drunk and play hockey in no particular order? Or are they, like, actually organized? (laughs)
0: Um, The ones I play in are actually organized. I mean, there's certain levels. Um, I never try to go into, like, the top level, that's former D1 players and things like that, but, you know, somewhere in the middle where guys still take it somewhat seriously enough where you're going to get some good run, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're just kind of, you know, playing to stay in shape, not really, you know, going 100% all the time. I think that's my my comfort level. Yeah.
1: So uh, Are you a local right? guy? From... Or...
0: Yeah. A what guy? Local. Uh, check, you go
1: ahead. So are you a local guy like Boston area or are you just a Celtics fan from somewhere around the country?
0: No. So I grew up, I'm born and bred from Worcester, you know, about, you know, 30, 40 minutes west uh, from Boston. Um, yeah. After college, I've sort of lived all over coming from Arizona. Um, but then, you know, I've lived in Boston for forever since then. So, you know, for me, it's it's a, it's a local passion, something that I've, really only known since birth but you know I think my homerism comes through because I grew up in Boston a little bit um but yeah, yeah. Worcester 508 born and bred
1: yeah I noticed the number and saw the 508 was like this is a Worcester guy yeah <laughs> I'm proud of it <laughs> yeah so uh next question um so it is like are uh, you part-time at Barstool, I believe, right? Yep, yep. So, what does that Title you to, like, do you, is it, you just really just write whenever you want, the only difference between part-time and full-time is you don't work at the office, or is it just, like, they're not gonna, they don't treat you as well, is it, (laughs) something like that? No,
0: well, it's 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 interesting. I mean, there are some full-time guys that don't live in uh, in New York and things like that. For me, yeah. it's one of those, when I think of something that I want to write, I have the freedom to write whatever I want. So, you know, for me, yeah. obviously, if anything big happens in the NBA with the Celtics, that's obviously something I put up. Uh, Monday through – I think the biggest difference is, is, you know, Monday through Friday, I don't schedule my own posts, so – I'll write something, yeah. email the guys that it's ready, and then they schedule it in through however their day is shaping up. Um, anything yeah. that's like after the workday, if something breaks, you know, post-work hours or on the weekends, I go ahead and I schedule and post all that stuff myself. But other yeah. than that, you know, I'm not I'm not as important as maybe some people might think. You know, everyone who writes for school <laughs> kind of knows the inner working and what goes along. Uh, I think they tell yeah. me what's pertinent for me to know, but you know, if someone were to ask me what's going on with the company, I mean, my guess is as good as anybody else's. Yeah. Um, when you for so
1: Barstool, actually,
0: do you
1: get free like
0: Barstool shirts and stuff like that? No, no, I gotta pay. You know, the same way anybody else does, even on shirts that my brain creates. Uh, you know, I'm still paying for those to get my own uh, my own version. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um so do you write for any other sites or is Barstool just like kind of something it's you're just going to write for them just for fun and that or do you really consider yourself a writer
0: Um as of now you know I just write for Barstool there've been certain people that have reached out to me to participate in like uh in like a summer mailbag or something like Chris For um yeah. you know Forsberg from ESPN has reached out to be part of like yeah. a round table every once in a while. Um, so I'll do that. But in terms of, like, who I would consider myself a writer for, it's it's strictly Barstool. And I think, for me, that's, that's what I like. I mean, my dream is to make this full-time. My dream is to help expand the site through basketball. Yeah. So for me, yeah. I don't know if I consider myself a writer because I never took, you know, a writing class in college. I'm not a journalism yeah. major. I'm not any of the stuff that guys who want to be real writers and real journalists do. I'm just a guy who cares way too much about the Celtics who can speak about it in a way that I think people enjoy and resonates with them. So, I don't know. I'm like yeah. the smallest J journalist you can find. <laughs> um, so,
1: would you consider yourself an insider in the NBA to like would you break a scoop like something something happens and you're one of the first people to say it like you you are like the Adrian Wojanowski <laughs> type guy.
0: Um, I mean, listen, if, if someone wants to slide into my DMs and give me and Barstool uh, an exclusive, I'm certainly willing to do it. Uh, I just think I don't know if I were to, you know, write a blog and, and put like breaking sources as I don't know how many people would take it seriously just because of, you know, I'm not in the yeah. news breaking business. I'm more in the reactionary yeah. business, but. Listen, yeah. I mean, my DMs are open for a reason. So, any trades, any signings, any news, anything like that—if people want to come and tell yeah. me that, you know, we can we can find a fun way to announce it together. Yeah. Any any podcast you wanted you want to come on?
1: I mean, that's how we got you. The DMs were open, sent you a DM, and that's how it happened. Yeah,
0: and yeah, because I mean, honestly, I'm no different from any stoolie that reads the site. So. You know, I have yeah. anybody who, you know, reaches out to me and is interested, you know, why wouldn't I? Because chances are everyone, you know, we all have a lot more in common than you think. I don't consider yeah. myself some fancy big shot who like, oh, I write for Barstool. Your your podcast has like five people that listen to it. Like, who cares? Um, I used to write we for a website that like... Okay, we well, even better. We actually have hundreds of But I'm saying like, for um, me, I don't fun. care about any of that stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, for me, if... if if I can help other people grow um, by bringing in a new audience for them, great. For me, it's good just to you know help spread Barstool and get as many new listeners as, as I can to the website. So yeah. you know, for me, if as long as we can find a date and time that, that works, you know, I'm always, I'm always open. Yeah. Um. So another question. Uh.
1: Well, let me well, let me just pull it up. Sorry. Um. Would we uh, be seeing any, like, future content from you in the future, like anything like
0: a podcast, a video series, something for Barstool, or is it just you're just a
1: writer full-time?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, as of now, there you know, there is mixtapes that everyone should download and subscribe to, which is uh, an NBA podcast for uh, Coley and Tyler. Um, for me, yeah. I don't know. I've never really veltered into video, and, and it's really a weird process because, A, you know, I never even considered doing this in life. You know, I didn't consider, you know, being this presence on Barstool. But at the same time, you have to evolve. So, you know, I can foresee something in the future. But for me, at the moment, I'm most comfortable just writing. Um, I don't know if I really like myself on camera at this point. So yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something where if, if the project is right and, you know, obviously outside of my, you know, normal nine to five, I have time to make it happen. I'd be open to it. But yeah. for me, I just think my strength is in writing. Um, but, again, yeah. open to anything. And, you know, how the stoolies are the ones that can tell me, you know, what they prefer. So if they really want to see something, we can try to make it happen.
1: <laughs> hey, if you ever start a podcast or something, you're looking
0: for a guest, I'm always available. Right on. Uh, I mean, also, I don't need them, oh. so that's good to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, this kind of the last Barstool question before we move into some Celtics talk. Uh, yep. Would you ever work for Barstool
0: full-time or is it just you're happy with your advertising job? No, I mean, that's, that's the goal. And, and that's pretty much been the goal since I started. I mean, it's, it's not every day that, you know, unless you're, uh, a Jerry Thornton or a Carabas, these huge, huge sort of media conglomerates, if you will, that, you yeah. know, they make that jump from being a team guy to a full-time guy. So for me that's, yeah. that's always been the goal. So my dream is to to not just cover the Celtics, but to have, you know, more of a Barstool NBA type section of the site. Um, just because I think the growth there is, is so great with, you know, if we want to expand to the West Coast and different parts of the country – why not take advantage of this league that is absolutely on fire, that has, you know, the younger demographic, all that stuff. So my goal is is to have a a full-time presence on the site. But, you know, we'll just have to see. Obviously, I don't get to make those decisions. All I can do is check in and see what they're thinking and just keep plugging away. Yeah. Um,
1: So I think we're going to move into some Celtics talk now. So, Finn, if you want to ask the first question. All right, well, my biggest question is, you know how the whole David Price situation has gone, you know, him calling out media members? Yep. Are you, like, in – well, first I should probably ask this. Are you, like, in the walk room with all the players and stuff? No, God, just, no
0: I'm, I'm most likely either walking back from the garden or just in my apartment. <laughs> so, no, I'm not.
1: All right, well, do you think anything like that has ever happened where – you know, like Isaiah Thomas or Jay Crowder has just flipped out some media member for writing something about them
0: um I'm sure it has maybe not in the manner that David Price has just gone through, but you know there are some guys that you know the normal and of the world that you know can be overly critical for no reason that I'm sure you know rub some of the guys the wrong way. but I think with you know with the Celtics, it's it's a little bit of a different mentality because. You know, for the Red Sox, it's always doomsday scenario. So here's a guy that you know, no, didn't even really want to come to Boston. Obviously, you know the South, uh, the Red Sox writers are going to be a little bit harder on him. The closest thing I can think of is if you know Jay Crowder or someone blew up on a writer because they didn't like how he responded to the Gordon Hayward thing or something like that. But I just think it's yeah. a, there's a different mentality around this team and a different batch of players where. You know, none of them really have that sort of asshole personality that Price seems to have. But um, it yeah. wouldn't shock me in the least <laughs> if you know players here and there had a problem with something they said. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
1: I I got a question regarding uh, Kyrie Irving. So if the if like the deal was right, like what they're saying, like Isaiah, Jay Crowder, Brooklyn first, and Jalen Brown for Kyrie, would you make that trade? Are you just you don't want to be anywhere near Kyrie.
0: Uh, well, I wouldn't make that trade, and I don't want to be anywhere near him. Anyway, so, I mean, I wrote yeah. that whole blog on my thoughts between Isaiah versus Kyrie. I mean, my biggest takeaway is you can't tell me there's one thing that Kyrie does that's significantly better on the basketball court that warrants an upgrade, that warrants giving up Jalen Brown, a book, pick, and Isaiah. So, I get that he's younger and he has more years on his deal, but that doesn't translate to actual basketball production. So if they're not yeah. gonna, it's not like you're adding a LeBron James that's going to change your franchise. People say, oh, you can't win a title with Isaiah. Well, all Kyrie Irving is just a younger Isaiah Thomas. So for me, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, and I really don't get why Celtic fans would even want to entertain it.
1: Yes, I'm in the same, but I don't want Kyrie anywhere near us.
0: Yeah, right. just he's he's a weird dude, and I don't I don't know if that would mesh well with our with what we got going on.
1: Yeah, Fan, your realistic expectations for the Celtics this year?
0: uh So it's tough because we obviously haven't seen them play one second together with all this new talent. But I would say yeah. on paper, I mean, they're clearly the second best team in the East. I think if the Cavs suddenly unload Irving before the year, I think now we're looking at a much more competitive Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe it goes, you know, six or seven games. Um, Because if you remember, Kyrie was really one of the guys that the Celtics had trouble, you know, defending. So, on paper, it's still the second-best team in the East. They won 53 games last year. I think, you know, what you gain in offense with Hayward, um, you know, you lose a little bit on perimeter defense, losing Avery. So, it wouldn't shock me if they were in uh, the 55-56 win range. Um, Cleveland will probably tank it. So, they'll probably end up being the number one seed again. But, it's, as we saw last year, that doesn't really matter. So, if there is Kyrie there, I still think it's a, you know, 5-6, you know, game series. If he's not there, you could very well see the Celtics in the finals. But we haven't beaten LeBron in a long time. So, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. Hey, uh, streaks are meant to be broken. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I would hope. But it's just tough because, you know, he's such a monster. And it's just – I would like to see some change in it. But, you know, we're going to have to see how they actually play before we can say they're the best team in the East. Do yeah. you
1: consider yourself a good team
0: by any chance? You know? Like... Um, I would say so. But, you know, I like to say – I'm, like, I'm optimistic about them, and I use I try to back up my homerism with, you know, with substance, right? Like, I don't think the Celtics yeah. are awesome just because they're awesome. I want to show you why I think they're awesome, right? Like, I don't think Isaiah is a top-five point guard just because he plays for the Celtics. I think he's a top-five point guard because of, you know, X, Y, and Z and his production on the basketball court. So, I would say yeah. I'm, I'm positive first and negative second, but... You know, I'm not going to shy away if you know I see Tyler Zeller unable to get a fucking rebound. Uh-huh. And he's seven feet tall. I'm going to hey. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the Celtics' you biggest loss this offseason was? Do
1: you want to get Sam Barthes The get
0: biggest out. what? Sure. What do you think I, it, the
1: Celtics it, it, gets lost this offseason? Thirty bucks up on my thing.
0: Oh, I mean, it has to be. It has to be Avery. I mean, the longest painted Celtics. Oh. A guy who is a true leader. I mean, I miss him every day. So, even though they got Gordon Hayward, losing Avery, it's going to hurt, I think, more than people think. Who do you think the third best player on the Celtics right now? The third best player? Yes. Yeah. Because it's um, obvious that Third Palms best player. player. I'd say. I'd say probably Horford.
1: Yeah, I was, was going to say the same thing uh it probably you put hayward i'm sorry i had to just do something there do you put hayward or thomas as the best player then um hayward.
0: it's tough because i think i think hayward's a more well-rounded player like he's going to help you in more areas but i think isaiah is far and away a, a superior offensive player so, by yeah. that measure, you could say that Hayward is your best player, but he's not your best offense. Like, Isaiah is the most important player, um, but yeah. the fact that Hayward can play both ends of the floor, he's probably your best player. Yeah. Um,
1: I know, obviously, Danny Ange is either a love-hate relationship. Do you love or do you hate Danny Ange?
0: I'm a Danny Ainge guy, and, I think, and I've been this way, you know, since he delivered that title to us in 2007, 2008. That's, that's when he converted me. I think, you know, everyone freaked out when he didn't make a trade at the deadline and all these assets and everything like that. I mean, he clearly has a plan, and I think we've seen that plan in action be pretty successful. So for me, it's yeah. probably, oh, he only has one title in 13 years, blah blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, he's made the playoffs nine out of ten years. He's in his fourth year in a rebuild and arguably has the top two team in the East. He's got young players, yeah. he's got veteran players, and he's got more assets in the next couple of years. So I find it really hard when you look across the league at all the GMs and all the stupid things that teams do to have a problem with how Ainge has done in his tenure as a GM. It's just, it seems like you're just getting mad to get mad. But, you know, there are yeah. things where – you know, he could have made a trade here, he couldn't have made a trade there, and he held off, but there was a reason for that. So now once we see what yeah. that plan is, it all makes sense to me. And, I mean, he traded. He got Isaiah Thomas
1: for Marcus Thornton in, like, the 28th pick. Like, he got arguably exactly. the, fa- the face of the Celtics rebuild for
0: a random guy and a late-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And and people want to talk about his draft. Like, he's been drafting in the top five every year of his tenure. You know, yes, he's missed on certain guys in the late to mid-first round. But at the same time, this last three to four years is his first chance to really draft this upper lottery, you know, high-level talent. And the returns so far are promising on that. So I always got yeah. really mad when people talk about how he missed with, like, Fab Mello at 22, and you know Jared Sellinger at 21, and J.R. Giddens at 30. Yeah. Like every GM misses on that. And the when you look at yeah. where his average draft position is, I mean, is he the best talent evaluator in the world? Maybe not in the college level, but when you combine that with his ability to identify trades like Isaiah Thomas, for me, that's a net positive. Yeah. In your, I mean. Who was the, draft prospect this year, like, out of college? Who was my favorite draft prospect? Yes. So, I was heading into the draft, I was all in on folks. I mean, I'm a slave to YouTube videos, so I spent pretty much, you know, every day leading up to the draft looking at different guys' clips. And for me, I mean, I was a folks guy. Obviously, they didn't make that pick, but once they traded it and got that additional pick, I can understand yeah. – where they were thinking, and then after seeing, you know, everybody play in the summer league, you know, I can understand if they were always going to take Tatum number one anyways, get that extra high lottery pick. But for me, I just thought they needed they needed scoring, they needed shot making. Fultz, did, you know, was that guy in my opinion, but Tatum is also that fits that mold as well. So, you know, for me, yeah. I think any of those top four guys, you would have been in a good spot, so you may as well – Add another first round pick to to whoever you got. Yeah,
1: who do you um, like
0: or Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Uh I'd say Jalen. I mean, I think you know he's gonna be. I think they're both gonna be special, right? If they give, if they you know commit to it and and put in the work for it. But I just think Jalen is such a physical specimen. I mean, you watch him play; he's that kind of combo guard forward that you know, the NBA is really, you know, thriving on right now. So for me I just you know, I'm I'm all about Jalen, but it's probably gonna take, you know, one or two turnaround fadeaways from Taton to to kinda tug in my heart a little bit. But again we haven't seen him play yet, so I gotta go with the uh, the guy that we know about. Yeah. And uh going back to when we talk
1: talking about the draft, obviously I think everyone was high on folk. But there really wasn't a place for him. He wasn't going to get minutes with Isaiah Marcus Rozier, and then Fultz. Maybe he goes ahead of Terry and is the third string point guard, but Tatum is a guy that we can obviously fit in somewhere, whether we want him to play a two, four, three as a backup. He's a flexible guy, which is which is why I like him better than
0: Fultz. Yeah, and you, you c- got to remember, when when they made that trade, they didn't know if they were going to have Gordon Hayward or not, so at that point, you still yeah. had Avery Bradley on the roster as well, so that yeah. maybe was their thinking of, hey, maybe we don't end up getting Gordon Hayward, we're going to need, you know, a player like Tatum at that position, that 3-4 position, more than we'll yeah. need a point guard, so then when you factor in yeah. the guys that are on the roster, like you said, it just didn't make sense, and you know, I think everyone freaked out when that trade first happened because the Celtics never get the number one pick. But I would say yeah. if you, if you had to do everything all over again, they they should do the same thing. Yeah. Were you kind of mad when uh, the Celtics didn't draft Josh Jackson and
1: they drafted Jason Tatum instead? Or
0: No, but just because we have a guy like Josh Jackson already, just, you know, in, in jailing this – athletic three that can maybe shoot maybe he can't shoot he's athletic he can dunk they already had that so I wanted them if they're not going to take full take a guy on that second unit that's going to be able to put the ball in the basket because they're losing Kelly Olynyk. they lost your they lost Gerald Green that second unit doesn't have any pure scorers so for me I was always Tatum over Jackson just for that reason. Who do you think
1: is going to have the biggest rookie season of, uh, out of anyone on the, like, in the 2017 draft class?
0: Um, I think, you know, someone like Fultz will probably have the best numbers. Um, I think Ball will probably have the most, you know, highlight sports center plays um, just because of, you know, they're going to be getting 30, 35 minutes a night. Um, but having said that, it wouldn't surprise me if, Jason Tatum is having big moments in playoff games, sort of like what Jalen Brown just did, you know, in uh, this past summer. So I don't think we'll see, you know, any of the Celtics guys, you know, whether it's Yabu or Tatum or anything like that, Zizic, really, you know, make a name in the box score just because of the the minutes that they're going to play. But that's fine for me because I don't really care about that. I care about guys who are going to be ready to contribute when the games really matter. Something that, you know, Ball and Fultz and Jackson, they're not going to be able to do. Yeah. Obviously, Yabu coming in. Uh, I've been
1: following Yabu for the past year or so. I'm a big fan of the Shanghai Sharks. Um, I've I've been a fan before Donnie started making those videos, but it was actually kind of funny to see him in that area promoting
0: the Sharks and helping them out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all in on Yabu. I, I wish they, couldn't, uh, they didn't have to stash him last year. You know, I was nervous when I read reports that he could maybe be stashed. This year, I mean, I'm ready for him. I, I remember what he was like in the summer league last year. Uh, I think he's going to make an immediate impact just because he's kind of that versatile six nine big man who can stretch the floor. He's a big body. Uh, he's obviously going to help the Celtics with rebounding because anybody can help the Celtics rebound so i'm I'm all yeah. ready for him to get you know fifteen twenty minutes a night and just let the guy go crazy, yeah, he's obviously a beast, and if
1: you've ever seen any highlights of him, it just hopefully with obviously the four the four spot being the Celtics, I wouldn't say weakness, but there's not like a big there's not like a big man there, and Yabu can play that, and he'll just go off if you give him those minutes
0: yeah and for him just like all you know young Celtic rookies it's going to be how committed he is to defend his position so you know him and semi and Tatum and Zizic you know Brad doesn't care about what you can do offensively if you can't defend if you can't contribute to the little things that are going to help the Celtics win then you're probably not going to see the court so for me I, I like how he matches up with you know, today's small ball power forward. So, if he can show any lick of defense, he's he's going to earn his minutes and we're all going to love him. Yeah. Who do you think the Celtics' biggest acquisition this year, besides uh,
1: Gordon Hayward was?
0: Hmm. I'd probably say Zizic, just because, you know, they're bringing in a, a young seven-footer who's aggressive, who's going to rebound, and I think – eventually, if you can allow him to play the five in the starting unit, that's, you know, let's say we're halfway through the year and he's he's earned that spot, then it's going to move Horford over to the four, which he obviously prefers. And that's going to differ from a lineup when maybe they have Jay Crowder playing the four and Horford has to fly to the five. So I'd probably say visits. I mean, a lot of their rookies are toss-ups, but he provides – uh, an area that the Celtics desperately need in terms of size, rebounding, and rim protection. Um, so if he yeah. can just get in a little bit better shape until training camp opens, he's probably going to have the biggest impact uh, of anybody that's you know not named Gordon Hayward. Yeah.
1: Hey, right, Finn, go ahead. Are you
0: a uh, you like Are you
1: big state guy? Who, what? Uh what, uh, what guy?
0: Big, like, are you a big Patriots fan, or? Oh yeah, it? I mean, for me, it's the only the only sport I don't really follow because I didn't really play growing up is hockey, so I'm not really a Bruins guy. Um, but other than that, you know, Patriots and Sox and Celtics, you know, run my life like any other messhole, So, yeah. <laughs> Finn, go ahead. Oh, that's all my questions.
1: All right. Um. I think I'm actually done, too. So uh,
0: if you want to plug anything here, say anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess thank you to all the stoolies that read the site. You know, we're we're getting excited, and we have a lot of big things, you know, for the blog, for the Celtics, but also the whole NBA. Um, I have a, a Sacramento team preview uh, dropping tomorrow morning. Um, currently the, the voting is open for whoever – uh, he's going to get the next season preview series, but check into the Boston site on Barstool.com and, and read it all there. Okay. Right. I
1: actually have one more question for you just before you go. Uh, obviously, yep. you're a Celtics writer now, but would you ever consider yourself being full-time like the NBA guy, or would you? Are you
0: just, sorry?
1: Or would you just stick with the Celtics?
0: No. So that's that's the goal, and that's sort of why I've started. You know, this summer to to try to cover uh, you know all the teams in a more broad view because there are people that come to the site who don't give a shit about the Celtics but care about the Grizzlies, <laughs> yeah. care about the Trailblazers, yeah. things like that. So, for me, time permitting, you know, as if I can fit it in to my normal day, I want to cover more of the league because I'm at the point now where pretty much anything I write goes up on the site. So. I know that, you know, Stuleys and fans of, of the site are interested in more than just each city's, you know, respective teams. So the goal is to cover the whole NBA, and hopefully that opens up doors, you know, to be a full-time guy. So. Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah, man, uh, thanks for having – thanks for coming on. Uh,
0: you're always thanks welcome for back. On. It was a fun time. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks guys, like over. I said, anytime. Just, you know, slide into the DMs. We can find a day, and we'll yeah. make it work. All right, cool. Thank you. All right.
1: Thanks guys. See Alright, that was uh Dan Greenberg from Brussels Sports. Uh always a pleasure to have Dan on. So uh Ben when we we're talking early, the first thing I think we want to talk about is maybe not the biggest story in sports this week, but something that's definitely interesting. Uh UCF kicker Donald De La Haye was recently ruled ineligible by uh, the NCAA due to the uh, due to the fact that he was making money off his popular YouTube channel. Finn, what are your thoughts on that? This is absolute bullshit. I mean, like, it's just stupid. The NCAA just, I just can't stand the NCAA. I mean, they have no respect for anyone, and yeah, they just kind of treat their players like. I mean, without the players, what do you think the NCAA, like, would be making? I mean, <laughs> they can't. Yeah, with, without much stars, much the NCAA like, year? what? What? How much money does the billions. NCAA make this year? They make billions. Huh? Billions. Billions. Yeah, I know. And how much do you think they would make if the players just decide not to play? I mean, they won't make anything, they- right? Ne- negative billions because they just lose yeah. all their money. Should be, I think that the what you would call it, The players should be getting. Some, I don't know if the players should be getting paid by the universities, but they should be able to make money off of their own name.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: which uh, they don't have. They should get to like. Get, they, get, uh, uh, they can't get jobs because like they're doing their yeah. sports. Yeah, they're yeah, doing they their sports. Forces the NCAA forces them to like do stuff for them, yet they don't get. Yet they don't. Basically, they're taking away all their time, all the players' time, so that the NCAA can make more money. Yes, I and mean the like, fact that the NCAA requires them to have a spring game. The real reason for the spring game is because they can sell Georgia's spring game to TV for a couple like twenty-five million for to ESPN or Alabama spring game. It's really just trying to get that TV contract. And the big yeah. thing is, too, I'm sure when Don De La Haye, uh made his YouTube channel, I'm sure he wasn't – he probably didn't even want to make money off of it. He was just doing it for fun. I mean, it's one yeah. thing if you're, like, selling memorabilia, but having a YouTube channel, I, I mean, are you kidding me? Just be happy. Yeah, I mean, and it's even the – it's not even like – Johnny Mandel, I think, sold autographs, and they suspended him for a half. Like, yeah. just like if you're going to make your suspensions correct, make them correct. Like, don't have, like um, – don't have, like, two different suspensions. Like, you'll see players get suspended for, like, the first half of a game. Yet they're. Yet Donald Dale Hayes is getting ruled ineligible, so by doing that, they, he gets his complete scholarship taken away. Like, he is no longer. He basically has to. The university lets him stay, but he has to pay for everything now, and he's just a normal student. Can he walk onto the football team, though? No. Uh he, he is kicked off the. The team. Oh, God, that's not good. Yeah, he is – unless the NCAA changes their – changes what happened, he can – he's no longer a part of the football team. Uh, I feel bad for him, to be yeah, honest. Same. I mean, the players need to make a stand. Against the NCAA. I feel like they should form some sort of union. You know? Yeah. They need I'm, to be so united. I'm, I'm reading about what the NCAA wanted him to do. So they wanted him to stop monetizing his YouTube page. And then they wanted him to give up, give the NCAA, they wanted him to give the NCAA the money that he's made. Yeah. Like, not happen. They want. Yeah, they wanted him. They also wanted him to give up the profits from from the page as part of the NCAA's rules for uh, rules prohibiting players from cashing in on their image. Yeah, it's just like unfair because it's just like not okay. I mean, these guys are adults; they should be able to make money off their own name. Yeah. Just because- kicker. I mean, he's not going to the NFL. Yeah. Actually, he's a kickoff specialist. He's not even an extra point kicker. Yeah. He's the kickoff... Yeah, he's the kickoff specialist. Like, he doesn't even... Like, obviously, he's not going to, like, go to the NFL, but, I mean, like, really, like, you're you're basically telling the kickoff specialist, yeah, um... You can't make your videos anymore. Like, come on, NCA, really? You can let it slide. I mean, how much money do you think the NCAA is going to lose off of a YouTube channel? Act <laughs> in um, zero dollars, and they're also gonna make. They're also gonna lose maybe 50 bucks on a kickoff specialist to. The only reason his name is out there is because of his YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just stupid. I mean, yeah, the NCAA just shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Um. All right, so what do you want to talk about next, Finian? Oh, you know, let's talk to the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, Red Sox game. So, the big news this week, I don't think we covered it. Yeah, we did. Uh, we might have. But uh, Eduardo Nunez was traded to the Red Sox uh, last week. I think we touched on it briefly, but I think if we said anything, we were wrong because he's batting like 550 right now with like four, like three home runs and just a ton of hits. Yeah. I mean, he's turned out to be a pretty good trade. I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last, but he's turned out to be a pretty good player. Yeah.
0: Hey,
1: if you can... If he can be consistent at the plate and have good defense, I mean, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, and then... Uh, What's his face? Uh, uh the Rafael stammers. Devers. Yeah, he's knocking the living shit out of the ball right now. So I yeah, just like right. You know, he can actually hit the ball out of the ballpark, which is yeah, hit the ball out of the ballpark, close. and you really think about it, we got the two guys we basically called up slash traded for for Pablo Sandoval. Or Pablo over the last week, two of our best hitters. Yeah. So I'll what, take that any what day. That? What did we trade for? What oh, we trade for? Nunez. Um, two two young pro two young prospects, but they weren't very highly. I think maybe we traded like our number twenty four prospect, and then one other random guy. No, so not exactly a very big hit for that. Farm system. Yeah, I know. Nothing, nothing too major. Where is the Red Sox standing right now in the division? Uh, half a game back, I believe. I don't get, like, how can you be half a game back? I don't really get that. You know, I'm not a big baseball guy, so uh, I don't get it. It's basically uh, games played because, like, so how it works is. The Red Sox and Yankees have the same wins, same amount of wins, but but the Yankees have played one less game and they have one less loss, so they go up half a game. Oh, okay. At the end of the year, it all all works out that when they play equal amount of (laughs) games, but that's just how how it works when they haven't played the exact amount of games. Uh,. Yeah, they're half a game back there. So the Yankees are fifty-seven and forty-seven, and the Red Sox are fifty-eight and forty-nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, obviously yeah. the Yankees are going to get better because uh, Sonny Gray, you know, is coming. Yeah, he he's was, a talented young pitcher. Who? <laughs> yeah. Ambition. Yeah. And so, basically, the Red Sox just have to play good. they got to play good. Just be able to keep up with the Yankees. That's just their goal. Yeah, their goal should also be getting David Price as fast as possible. Just what? so hard with his contract. A what? It's so hard with his contract. What I think they should do is just make them get Tommy John surgery. That's what then, I, was to, I was actually just about to say. That just say, take him away for a year and a half. And then you can opt out. Make him you're... Yeah. Just let that happen. Like, just stop. He's a distraction to the team. He's we basically at the point where you can consider him a disgrace. A disgrace to the organization. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> you. Race. Which is I mean, that's pretty hard to do. Disgrace. Uh that I really can't really see. You're breaking up. Can you say that again? Pablo Sandoval is the only other Red Sox that I really see as a disgrace to the or- as the, as a disgrace to the organization recently. Yeah. I mean, Pop. It's gonna be hard to if Price, if we get to the point where we dislike Price more than we dislike Pablo, that is just, that's not good for anyone. Yeah, I know. I mean, I openly hate Pablo. I, I celebrated. I, I thought I, I almost shed a tear when I found out he was DFA'd. I. It made me so happy. I just hate the guy. That he was what? When he was designated for assignment when they released him, I was so happy. Like, Sure, it's not even about the guy's play. Designated for assignment means? Basically means that they have 10 days to either trade you, release you, or send you down to the minors. No, and they released him. They released him, yeah. I mean, the guy is an absolute disgrace. He was just... It wasn't even that he was so bad. It was just like... He he told everyone he was losing weight, and he showed up 40 pounds overweight. Exactly. Um... Sorry, was up? It's just like, um, give the effort to actually like, be good at baseball, which is my biggest issue with him. Yeah. He was on like Instagram during the game. Oh, I do that all the time during baseball. But that's the situate <laughs> little... Not the MLB. That's situ- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's situ- It was the Situocohasi Junior League. It's not the major. It's not major league baseball. But yeah, yeah, like for a guy to be on his phone in the in the dugout. I think he was in the dugout on his phone. And then to lie about it at first, saying, "Yeah, "Yeah, it was my agent. My agent has access to my Instagram account." (laughs) Yeah. Like, shut up, Pablo. You're you're a disgrace. Did you watch the uh, – I forget. It was like an online TV show. It was called like QV1 Beyond the Lights or something like that. I think I'm – I heard of it. I haven't watched it, though. It was uh, about these four top high school quarterbacks. Uh, one of them, Tate Martell, he – you might have heard yeah. of him. Oh, uh, well – he de- he decommitted from Texas A&M, right? Yeah, he started tweeting. He went during to Bishop Gorman. Yeah. He did during a game. Yeah, he was tweeting during the game, and they lied about and told him, told everyone was his aunt. Yeah. I mean, he just reminds me That's of Track always an absolute d-bag. It's hilarious. Yeah. Not a fan of Tate Martell. No. How was he tweet- how was he tweeting during the game? He had yeah. his phone on with him. After That's the just just, uh... It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I That's just yeah, you can't be you can't be on your phone at a high level I mean when you're when you have everyone watching you, it's not if if I'm on my phone during a baseball game, the only person that gets mad at me is my coach like it's not gonna be make a difference like like I'd like Jack get off your phone, nobody deal with, when Tate Martel and Pablo Sandoval are on their phone, so basically the whole country is watching you and just an idiot yeah not not the not the smartest, yeah, doesn't have the smarts yeah, that's that's always a little bit of an issue when uh when the smarts aren't really there, you know you kinda make those mistakes, yeah um let's move on to uh maybe some college uh, some regular college football talk, all right, uh well. Media days have happened, right? We, I think we covered it. Yeah, it was kind of Jim Harbaugh wore his game, game day clothes, which was just a Jim Harbaugh thing. But I think now we're kind of in the college football time of year where all the media outlets are making their top ten players, hot seat, cool throw and stuff, all that. So, you know, I was reading them, same thing for everything. Sam Darnold, Heisman favorite, which I agree with always the uh every year the A C C Dark Horse is N C State and ESPN did once again put them as the college football playoff Dark Horse, which is not a shocker. You know how about this in twenty minutes, let's let's give some thought to this and let's do our top ten players. Alright. So I think obviously there's the favorites, there's uh, Darnold. I said twenty. Safety. Uh, what's the guy from Florida State? The safety's name, like Derwin James. Yeah, that guy's an animal. Yeah. Um, you could probably put Harold Langer from Boston College in there. Nah. He's, if he's not in there, he's on the border at like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. That's safe that's to say. I mean, Harold Landry, I mean, he's a great player, but I just don't, think, I don't think he's very talented. I think he's all technique and no natural ability. Yeah, I would say that. Um, Lamar Jackson, probably. No, I don't see Lamar Jackson as a favorite. He's uh, yeah, in the talk- I think he's just, I think I don't really know. Yeah, I, I think would say like pop- that. Right now, I think at one you have to put uh, Arden Key is my number one. From Penn State? Arden Key? where Where's N- he
0: from? L- Who did he play for? He's
1: oh, a um, yeah, from L- I'm thinking of another guy. Then yeah, at number two, of- I think. It's like Juan Barkley? Yeah. yeah. Then at number two, I'll probably put, like, Baker Mainfield. Yeah, I'd say that. Then at number three, I'll put Darius Geist, just because that guy's an animal. I mean, he runs, like, a 4'4", what, 640 pounds. And then at number four, I'll probably put Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's from Penn State, right? Penn State running back, yeah. Then number yeah. five, I'll he's James. Yeah. Then at number six, I'd probably put like Lamar Jackson right there. Yeah. Then at number seven, I'll put Sam Darnold. You know. All right. Is this, this is this just me, or does Sam Darnold look like Rudy? He does. Uh, is <laughs> 'Cause I was thinking, is that just me or does he look like a six five Rudy? Yeah. Then, I think he is exactly a six five Rudy. You know? Then I was at seven, right? Number yeah. eight? i you'd probably put like I think I'd probably put J one Hertz or Yeah, J one and then, number nine, I think I'd put probably Josh Rosen. All right. Number ten, uh, I think you have to go with, uh, nah, this is a tough one. Do we know that? Derwin so, James? No, nah, I already put Derwin James. Uh, I know. I think I'd put a, I'd probably put a Harold Landry there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, my top ten at number one, I have um, Darius Geese. I you had LSU. We had the same thing. Number nah, two, number... who was your number one? Arden Key, DM. Oh.
0: Darius was my yeah. like three.
1: Oh. Um. At number two, I have Sam Darnold. I just really? think the pass. yeah, I don't know why, I just, I like him there. Okay. Uh, number three, I have Baker Mayfield. Um, let's see, number four, um, one second. I probably have Arden Key at number four. Arden Key. Oh. I thought he said RT three. I was like Duh. No. I'm o I'm five years too late. Um at number five I have Christian Wilkins from Clemson. He's from Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I think he's from like Framingham or somewhere like that. Um at number, what am I at? Five or six? I'm at six, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're at five. Uh, so five is Saquon Barkley. Um, six is Minka Minka Fitzpatrick from Bama. I think he's pretty nasty. Um, seven. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, at eight, I have Ed Oliver. Uh, have you seen him? He's the D tackle out of Houston. Yeah, I completely forgot about him. He went Houston tackles as a freshman defensive tackle. Yeah. That he's an animal. Um, like, he at number nine... I'm going to go with DeAndre Francois, Florida State quarterback. That's interesting. Um, and then at 10, I'm going to go with Har- Harold Landry. Mm. Obviously a little biased there as I'm a BC fan, but I still think if he's not 10, he's 11, 12, 13. Yeah. So, I don't know where he is. He's probably not a top 10 NFL prospect or even close. No, I've actually... No, I heard he is top 10 NFL. Oh, look. NFL. DC had a first-round first draft pick. Matt Ryan? Probably Luke Kuechly. No, Luke Kuechly. Kuechly was, like, the number eight pick, I think. Yeah. He's, like... Isn't he, like, the NCAA all-time leader in tackles or something? Yeah, he was nasty.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's see. I'm looking at, like, top ten props. Like, top ten NFL, NFL mock drafts. Um, they have, like, some NFL mock drafts have him going, like, twelve, thirteen. So. Yeah. Still pretty nasty. It'd be cool if the Patriots got him, but they're not going to be yeah that high. Unless he gets them yeah, in couple. No. I've heard he's a pretty good guy, so... Yeah, everyone from BC is a pretty good guy. That's why they're not good at football. I mean... <laughs> there's there, there's no, guys, no guys on last chance you were at BC first. Yeah, they don't have any A-holes on their team. That's why they're not good. Yeah. So, have you watched Last Chance U, or are you you watching it? I'm on episode six of season two. Yeah, I watched season one. I watched the first episode of season two last night. I like the show. I think it's pretty good. I don't really like Buddy, though. I don't know why. I'm not a big fan of Buddy Stevens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just a douchebag.
0: I hate that guy.
1: Yeah, I really? I, like offensive coordinator and D line coach? Yeah, yeah I and the quarterback coach. was like that? Clinton Clint Trickett, the quarterback coach. Yeah, I thought he was the offensive coordinator. What? I thought Clint Trickett was the OC. Was he? No, was he not the offensive coordinator. I think he was the I think he was the quarterback coach. Jeez. I might be wrong though. He
0: he was, he was a actually re- a good.
1: He's a good college quarterback. Yeah, he was. He's at West Virginia. Yeah. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Miss Wagner fan though. I like that she keeps she keeps the students intact and make sure they're doing the job academic wise. Yeah, she's actually a good person. Unlike every other, like everyone else. Yeah. I think she's, like, um, she's not at, where is he? Uh, he, she left East EMCC. She's somewhere else. I think she might have started what? her own Why? pencil company. Why would you tell me that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. God. I don't know. I think she has a company called, like, 10,000 Pencils now. hmm She left a while ago. She left right after the football season. (laughs) Are they gonna have a season three of Last turn Too? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a pretty good show. I I like it. Don't you think Buddy Stevens makes? You know, actually, that's a good. I feel like he. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm actually gonna look this up. One sec. Does Buddy Stevens make? I hope it's I don't work. know because I, I feel think... like he. I think probably like around the salary of a teacher. Like you know, hundred like thousand yeah um he obviously made some money from the show really? Did all the players get paid? no not only piece? the co- all oh, probably only the coaches and miss Wagner yeah well um Stevens I don't know. I feel like he probably made. Um i'm looking yeah, I actually don't know um yeah i I feel like he probably made a good amount of money from the show and then he probably yeah. made like probably makes like a hundred thousand as the e m c c coach So, um, yeah. I mean, I like I like the show. I think it's a good show. About there's obviously some players that were just all they're not not great people. But I think everyone else everyone else is good. I mean, I'm not a buddy fan, but buddy can improve. A-hole. Yeah. I don't I heard what he said to the players after the fight I, I at the end of season one. What? Yeah. Remember when I called them yeah. Street thugs? Yeah, I wanted to kill him after the hit. Yeah, he called them the street yeah. street thugs. I was like, Buddy, they're here so that they don't become street thugs. They were street thugs before. They're trying to get out of it, buddy, you're hurting them. Yeah. So. like come on. Just he's not a not a great person. No. So what's no. no, a good question. Do you want to talk what? Why is Jack never on the show whenever I'm here? <laughs> Jack Jack's coming on Thursday. He he told me he's coming on Thursday, so I have a book. But um, you know what? He's a very busy guy. You know, yeah, pretty busy guy. You know, that's probably. I mean, you know, he runs into some stuff. Not his fault. He's always. I've told him this month. He's always invited on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if this is an important question at all, but what day are football tryouts? <laughs> I actually I actually had this discussion today because I need a place to stay. I think it starts the twenty fifth. You need a place to stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom doesn't wanna leave my mom doesn't wanna leave Nantucket. <laughs> you can stay with me if you want. Ask the parents. Yeah. I'm gonna ask around and just see see who's around who I can ask because my mom's like, Yeah, I'm not leaving and I don't really have a lot of people I can stay with. You can stay with me, I'll ask your parents. Thank you, Finn. But, yeah, oh. I think it starts the 25th. Yeah. I need to find a way to get there because train passes don't like school. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm going to figure it in. all
1: out. Yep. So, Finn, have you, uh, have you started your summer reading yet? No. No, 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 no the reason there's a thing called Sparks Notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm almost done with one of the books. The Red Band one? Yeah, it's pretty good. How many books are we supposed to read? Just two. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can do it. I, I have... Thought- be- yeah. I mean, I feel like we do this every single show for a second. We just stop talking about sports and then we start talking about what's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it such an electric show. You know, like that huge fight in Kung today. It really yeah. wasn't getting <laughs> jumped from Milton to Yeah. to shit the album. As the pride of
0: as yeah, someone who
1: appears on Milton's famous resident page, I was very very saddened to see that there was a that there was a town war going on. Yeah. I thought that was gonna turn into a race war for a Because I thought you yeah. like, oh, a result of black kids. Yeah, you know, when the towns come together it's just just beating each other up. Yeah. Um, so what else do you want to talk about? There's kind of, it's kind of really dead. Yeah. Um, big, big story out of Patriots camp today regarding, um, star wide receiver Julian Elman and new quarterbacks. They went, they went at it hard in practice today. Yeah. You know, gone through a little scrap, which I think is a good thing. I am not shows that they actually I think care, and they're good. Dumb. It shows that they're there to yeah. eat, which I think is good. Um, I am scrap. One sec. Obviously, maybe he's trying to clear the air a well, little. Obviously, they had a little beef and wind. Gilmore was up in Buffalo and now trying to maybe clear the air. A good fight always clears the air, in my opinion.
0: Yes. So. What do
1: you think is going to uh, happen to a cornerback, Alabama, Cyrus Jones? Yeah, what do you think is going to happen with him? I don't know. Yeah, I think no, that I think t- maybe if he plays good left. this year, he's a good. You okay. know, he makes he's like a ball in his hands. Just that every once in a while, he might drop it. Yeah. I think he plays this year. Maybe he plays good. Um, they keep him on the roster. If he doesn't, he's gone. I want to keep him though, because like he's the only guy. He might be the only guy in the Patriots right now with four-four speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. He's too fast to cut. Yeah. Which is just like need a something you can't keep, speed inside. Yeah. yeah. Which is like. I don't think the Patriots have had a loss either in any of their Super Bowl years, you know? Yeah. No the mo- They're not the most athletic team, but they're just the best coach and the most best fundamentally. They're also the hardest workers. Yeah. I mean, look at the... I mean, their stars this year were a 6th round pick, a seventh-round pick, um undrafted. A fourth undrafted, yeah. I mean have, like a first round pick. How many picks do they have on that team? Because I don't think they have a lot. Right now. Like former I know first that. Pick. Gilmore's a former first rounder. On... Hello? Oh. Gilmore's a former first rounder. Malcolm Brown's a first rounder. Besides that, who do they have? Oh. And, and neither there. of those. Kids. All right, but he's soft. Um, <laughs> Hightower is, but. All right, Hightower is an animal. Yeah. Um. Oh, Devin McCourty. All right. Um. He's pretty good. That's all I can really think of. I mean, yeah. So, so the Patriots are gonna obviously be prepping for a Super Bowl run. Yeah. You know, who do you think the contenders in the NFL are gonna be? Um, I think in the AFC, it's gonna be Pittsburgh and Oakland. They're gonna be the only teams that really have a shot of stopping the Patriots. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I think that's accurate, but it depends on how well Deshaun Watson plays, I think. Because if he can be an effective quarterback, I think the Bills will give the Patriots a run for their money. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Actually, they might have the best roster, not including the quarterback in the NFL. and Just on pure talent Honestly, Um, Dallas could make it a, um, really Dallas, maybe Pittsburgh with that combination of Brown, Bell, and then on defense, James Harrison. James Harrison's not good, though. Yeah. in my opinion, he's pretty good. He's a beast in the waiting room, but I don't think he's very good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think you could possibly put Dallas because um, Elliot, Brian, and then that O line is pretty nice. So, yeah. You know, I don't think Atlanta's going to be a contender. No. I know. Think- Possibly, um, possibly Carolina. Maybe could it be a contender? You know, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, I thought like each of them has been his sophomore year. Yeah. Derrick Henry just like. Not very was, good. The only reason Derrick Henry had so many yards is because they all they did was uh, run the ball oh, to him. I think in like the Auburn game he had like the last like eighteen touches. Carries. Yeah, yeah. I mean so. Derrick Henry, you know he's big, he's fast, and that stuff. But like, I think he had like more carry. Ter- he had like. 50 more carries than McCaffrey. McCaffrey only had seven less rushing yards than him. Which is just... Yeah. Idiot. And McCaffrey also had 1,300 more receiving yards than him. Yeah. So... Um... stupid. Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, McCaffrey was... In my opinion, much better than Henry that year. Yeah. All them also had a bunch of better teams.
0: Then, uh, I feel
1: like so yeah, McCaffrey ran for uh, he had almost four thousand um four thousand rushing yards. I mean, 4,000 all-purpose yards in a year. Yeah, that's crazy. He, so he, on on average, they played 14 games. He averaged just under 300 all-purpose yards a game. Yeah. That's just, just absolute insanity. McCaffrey's a beast. So there's no other way to put it. You know, 2015. Uh, yeah, he had two, 2019 rushing yards, 645 yeah. receiving yards, and a thousand kick return yards. That's just yeah. absurd. But, um, who else do you think could be a contender? I think, uh, obviously, Green Bay, because they're. Because of Aaron Rodgers. They're always a contender. Um, who else? Uh, I don't know. One sec. You know... Go ahead. So, I think you really have to consider uh, Seattle, because Russell Wilson gets better every single year. Yeah. And he's just like... Maybe But you Always good. Yeah.
0: But New, your New
1: Orleans is not I, it really just depends on is Peterson is he still the Adrian Peterson that we think of from 2012 where he ran for 2,097 yards yeah so um, do you want to start wrapping it up here uh, let's keep talking for a little bit. All right. Yeah. We still haven't covered, yeah. well, we haven't covered the NBA, but actually I think we should wrap up. Yeah, because there's not really much to talk about, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're basically in that dead period in yeah. in sports where obviously there's baseball garden, but we covered baseball. But I guess NFL yeah. training camp has started, but until we get more fights, there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah. Uh, NBA's right. dead, and no one really cares about hockey, so. Yeah. That's just it. That no one cares about hockey. Alright, well, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Have a great night. Alright, uh, yep. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Finn, uh, we have an interview on Thursday. We have another guy. um, Yeah, I know. Steve Peralt from Bleacher Report coming on. Um, I was just talking to him, just texting him. He said he's all good for Thursday, so we'll see you guys back here on Thursday. Uh, Finn, thanks for coming on. Thanks. All right. uh, Always, obviously, thank you to Finn for coming on, and um, thanks for Greedy for coming on to discuss Celtics and his journey to Barstool. And, um, all right, have a good night, everyone. Make sure to check us out on Thursday with uh, Stevie Perot.